0: Credit is something we cannot ignore. And thankfully for our Latinx community, Credit Verso exists. And we have its founder with us today. No te vayas a ningún lado. Hola, hola, ¿qué tal? How is it going? Welcome to a new episode. This is Jen Hempel, your host, and we have. Another guest that I am so excited and thrilled to introduce you to. We have today Carlos Hernandez, who is the founder of Credit Verso. He is Mexican American and accredited attorney in California, and he gave up his career on Wall Street. Who found Credi Verso. And I am so thrilled to have him here, as I mentioned before. Now, in today's episode, we're going to get to know him on a personal level. Of course, those that money story, how he was brought up, but we also are going to be learning on how Credi Verso helps our Latinx community be more educated on all things credit loans in sending that money to our familia lista let's go meet carlos or as other people call him charlie Bienvenido, Carlos. I am so thrilled to have you here. I know we connected not too long ago, and I've just been in awe of what you do and the business that you have created. So I'm excited to dive into that today.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here right back at you. I'm in awe of what you do as well. So I'm looking forward to a really exciting conversation.
0: Thank you. Well, of course, here on the podcast, we start off with our money stories. We go back in time. So take us back in time to when you were a young boy or any point in your life that you had an experience, you have a memory, some lesson, something that someone said or did that really impacted what you think about money. Because I'm always also curious, and we'll dig into that later, if that led to the path with Crediverso today. So take us back in time. And I promise if it gets like intimate details like we're good. We keep secrets around here. Maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's a funny thing. So I grew up, grew up in Los Angeles, grew up in a Mexican-American family here. And I think like many of my friends and people we talk to, even our users, money is just not something that gets talked about very frequently. Learning how to manage your personal finances, understanding what a credit check is, all those things. They're not taught in school. They're not talked about in families. And so really, at the end of the day, it's just very hard to pick those learnings up. So I remember, you know, when I got my first credit card, I think I was probably in high school or so. And I came home, I had a note that I'd gotten from the credit card issuer, and it said right at the top in big red letters, outstanding. And I brought it to my parents and said, hey, look at me, I'm outstanding. And they said, are you serious right now? That's not a good thing. (laughs) So that kind of tells you a little about where I was coming from with my knowledge of credit cards and personal finance.
0: Outstanding! Oh my god, that is so gold. Is that something they never let you live down? Oh yeah,
1: I hear that. Especially story with a lot. what you
0: do right now.
1: Yeah, the, the the one joke I always like to tell also is that this didn't actually happen to me, but you know, you you learn things like the average consumer in the U.S. has something like seven hundred dollars of credit card debt, which means that I am way above average. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. And I'm surprised. So you got your credit card, and maybe it's my lack of knowledge. I'm in the finance field too. You got it in high school. You said right.
1: Yeah, and you know, it was towards the end of high school. I want to say it was probably right after graduation, senior year. Or so right before okay. I went off to college, um, but still really early. And I think it's good to start with a credit card early, even if you have a small limit and a small interest rate, for a lot of different reasons because. I think one, it teaches you good money habits, uh, learning how to manage your balance and not spend too much money, not buy things you can't afford. But two, you know, just as you're trying to build a credit score, the length of credit history is such an important piece of your credit score. It's such a big component of the evaluation for how they determine what your credit score is. So having those, even if it's just one credit card that you've had for a long, long time, that's a really good thing. And I get the question a lot, is it a bad idea to cancel a credit card that I'm not using. And if it's one that you've had for a long, long time, then yeah, it could potentially hurt your credit score if you cancel it. Now, if you're paying a high annual fee on it and it has a big interest rate that you have a big balance on, then that's another story. But it's always a good idea to have a credit card that you've had for a long time just for credit score purposes.
0: Oh, absolutely. And to that point, I know with my oldest who's 18, we added him on as a credit card user just to start teaching him about credit card use and also. To help him build his credit, as in talking and having those conversations, but it allows us for him to make sure. I know he's responsible to make sure because he could rack up debt for us, right? (laughs) But allow him some responsibility with uh, tied in with helping him build his credit, just for the future.
1: That's the nice thing about adding somebody as a co-signer or an authorized user to these accounts is that if it's a child or a loved one who Maybe there is that concern about how much they're going to be spending. You get really good insight into how much they're spending because you see it on the, you you can have an app and you can see when a purchase is made. So it's almost like a way to real-time audit what's going on. Now, the exciting thing now is that there are more and more companies, you know, we're a fintech startup, right? Financial tech startup using technology to make people's lives easier through financial services. There are a lot of really other interesting fintech startups out there that are doing things purposely designed for solving this problem. So creating credit cards that where you can, as a parent, put a spending limit and track spending and even tools for young children where it's not real money. And you can teach them how to use a credit card without having to worry about whether they're going to go and buy some in-game purchase on their Nintendo Switch that's worth $100.
0: Right. Now, I still want to go back to your story as well, because you shared about how outstanding you were. I really was outstanding. (laughs) I'm sure you are. You are. You are. So was there any any other experiences that you remember? Or I know you mentioned money is not talked about. Was that the case in your household that money wasn't talked about? Was there something that you saw with your parents or any family member that also impacted you in terms of how you think about money?
1: You know, I think it's the case for a lot of Hispanic households, right? Because, you know, our parents are, in many cases, first-generation immigrants. My mother grew up in Mexico, right? My dad's Mexican, grew up in East LA, but my mother grew up in Mexico and Baja California. And that's a very different relationship to money when you're coming from a country that isn't the U.S., right? The political systems, the economic systems, the trust in banks, it's all very different. And so it creates this, I'd say, pervasive sentiment of distrust towards financial institutions that leads people to want to do things like storing their money in their mattress and participating in tandas or you know rotational credit saving programs uh, rather than using formal banking systems or taking out traditional loans and it pushes people towards payday loans things that really They're not that helpful. They don't help you build credit. They don't give you interest. They aren't safe. They're not reliable. And that's all a function of where people grow up, right? If you grew up in a place where you can't trust putting your money in the bank because there might be a run on the bank or maybe those systems are corrupt, then that very much shapes the viewpoint and outlook that you have. So I get it. And you know, that's to some extent that was present in my family. I know that's present in the families of a lot of people that I talk to. And so I think part of what helped shape. My perspective on that is that as the second generation member of the family, and this is something that I think a lot of your listeners might be able to relate to, we're oftentimes the first ones that speak English in the family. Um, you know, in my case, luckily, my mother had her mother, my grandmother was from the United States, so she grew up speaking both. But in many families, it's the kids who are speaking English, the kids who are translating the terms of credit cards and helping their parents send money internationally, things like that. So you end up taking on this role of. One of the people on our team, she calls it the chief technical officer, the chief financial officer of the family. And that's very much the case. You are helping guide people through all sorts of transactions. Listen, everybody knows they're they're the ones that are going to be responsible for setting up the TV for their parents, but it extends way beyond that, right? It's helping them understand how to get a small business loan. And so there's so much friction there. It's so difficult to do that. And because these systems are not designed for... Hispanic families are not available in Spanish. They don't advertise in our neighborhoods. That's really what pushed me towards wanting to make that process easier for people in creating a one-stop place where you can, okay, I know that I'm the CTO or the CFO for my family. Now I have one place where I can look where I have all that information. And the second I'm done looking at it in English, I can click a button. It's in Spanish and I can show it to somebody who's going to speak Spanish. Right.
0: Right. I'm taking a quick second to interrupt your listening to remind you, this show relies on your support to continue to grow. If you get a ton of value, it would mean everything if you can hit the follow button on wherever you listen to, share with a friend, and give us a quick and honest review. Gracias y te mando muchos abrazos. From what I'm hearing you say is that since you're second generation and other second generation Latinos that are taking on this role, as you mentioned, translating and doing these other things for their parents, of helping them with the financial transactions or helping them understand, which we you and I know, that's not easy to do, granted. I think it's changing, and obviously you're one of the people that are changing that, that you created. Crediverso as a part of that, but was that always the vision? I want to know more as to how that came to be, because I know that's why you're doing. Give us a little more of your background.
1: No, I definitely was not always a personal finance guy. I mean, from that story about how I used to deal with credit cards, that that was me not even that long ago. I I think growing up, being around the Hispanic community in Los Angeles and having lots of friends and family who were going through the same kind of thing, I realized that there was a big gap in access to financial products around us. So the way that played out is that, you know, I would have family members who were really talented business owners and operators, but they didn't know how to access small business loans, didn't even know what a small business loan was, didn't know if they had a credit score or credit history that would enable them to access one. And so ultimately had to close down their business because of that, Right friends who gave, do really well in high school and get into a four-year college, but not know how to access student loans. And so they ended up going to community college because of that. So the access to financial information, there are incredible frictions in that space. And whether it is having the, it in the right language, having it in the right distribution channels and the marketing and content that is addressing the pain point that we have, that's all stuff that really made me realize how big of a problem this was. And, you know, my background growing up seeing these things firsthand and seeing how much access to financial information can impact somebody at a, really a generational level, that really stuck with me. So, you know, as I said, I grew up in Los Angeles. I was lucky enough to go to college out of Harvard in Boston. I studied Latin American studies there. And again, was lucky enough to graduate in the top 10% of my class. I went down to Latin America for a couple of years after that. And I worked in a finance role where again, I saw that these were not issues that were limited just to the U.S., that there were terrible socioeconomic inequities kind of across all these countries. And that's what really leads to the immigration patterns that we see to the U.S. So I came back to the States. I went to grad school at Harvard, did a combined law and business degree there, Harvard Law School, Harvard Business School, spent more time on the finance side, and then I moved out to California to become a lawyer. So I took the bar here in California. So at this point, I've been lucky enough to get this great background in education. I've studied and learned about finance, studied and learned about law, how to navigate the legal system. And I know that there are these incredible inequities that are stemming from the way that the personal finance system is structured in our country. And really, as you look to any financial product, whether it's credit cards, debit cards, loans, access to insurance products, getting your credit checked, there is a huge gap in the adoption rates between The Hispanic population in the country, which is, by the way, 62 plus million people, almost 20 percent of the country, and the rest of the country. So that didn't sit well with me. And you know, as I said, I wasn't coming to this from a personal finance background. I didn't know what a balance transfer was. I barely knew how credit cards worked. Other than you know, you swipe them and get what you want, right?
0: You were outstanding.
1: I was. was And what was the other?
0: Above average. (laughs) Yep.
1: Exactly. So it took some learning, right? I was coming to this from. I'd spent time in investment banking, things like that. They're very, you know, they're in finance. You can understand that system, but it's very different from figuring out how to get loans to small businesses and how to get people to start checking their credit and building up credit history. So that's really where I was coming at this from. And it was almost, you know, we knew where the problem was and had to figure out how to address it.
0: And of course, listeners right now know a little bit about Credit Verso from what I told them. Earlier in the pre interview segment, can you, in a nutshell, tell us? And of course, based on what you were sharing, they've gotten a grasp as to what it is. In a nutshell, can you tell us what Crediverso provides, what it is, and maybe what it's not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we were trying to figure out how to tackle this problem, part of what we realized is that it just, it's not something that's going to be solved by the banks and financial institutions that are in the country right now. It's just not on their radar. And part of what made us realize that is that, and this was at the beginning of last year, beginning of 2020, which is when we started really working on this in earnest, we realized that you can't even get a credit check in Spanish in this country. And that's still the case. We're going to be the first place where you can get your credit check in Spanish and the only place where you can do that in the US. And that really speaks to what the rest of the landscape looks like in accessing these products. They're just not designed for this community. They're not built with this user in mind. That is, you know, the users who are listening to your podcast and who are trying to figure out how to get a credit card without a social security number, how to send money internationally. So that's who we decided to build a company for. We think it is, it is a part of the population that has been dramatically underserved for a long, long time. And so really why we decided to build Credit Re-Berso was to help bridge the wealth gap and create a level financial playing field for the Hispanic community in the US. So how are we doing that? Answer the question, how are we not doing that? We will be the first place where you can get a credit check in Spanish, which is something that I think everybody who comes to this country, who's in this country needs to do. You need to be aware of what your credit score is and you need to know if you have one. And if you don't have one, how to get one easily and what it means, what goes into it, what you can start doing on a day-to-day basis, or maybe what you're already doing, you can do more of that will help you get that credit score up. And we recognize that Listen, so many people in our community are sending money back to Mexico or the Dominican Republic or Colombia, wherever it is, because they're supporting family living abroad there, right? If you're a first generation immigrant here, you probably still have brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, parents who are living back in the home country. You need to help support them. And that's, I mean, the biggest portion of Mexico's GDP every year is from remittances, people sending money back to Mexico from the US. So we've felt that that's something that's already happening a lot. There are a lot of ways to do that. But there's no way to compare those options. And so I don't know if I go.
0: Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you.
1: This one provider, how much are they charging me in fees? How much are they charging me from the exchange rate? And whether that's the cheaper version or whether there's a cheaper way to do that down the street. So one thing that we provide on Credit Verso is a send money comparison marketplace where you put in, I want to send $500 to Mexico. I want to get there by Saturday. What's the cheapest way for me to do it? And you can complete that transaction all without leaving the website. So that's a place where we feel like we can just start saving people money right away. Another one is credit cards and loans. So listen, my personal story on credit cards, and there are many, many other stories about how I was using those incorrectly for a while. It speaks to how we are not taught how to access credit cards how to use them how to access loans what the different terms and definitions mean so we just try to make that process as easy as possible and so you come onto the site we ask you a few questions just very g- generic anonymous questions say okay are you do you spend a lot of money on gas every week are you commuting or do you spend a lot of your money on groceries where is your credit score do you even know what your credit score is and then we try to point you towards the credit cards and loans that are, number one, you're going to be approved for, but number two are actually going to help you start saving money, building up cash back rewards, things like that that are really useful for just honestly putting more money back in your pockets. That's really what it's all about at the end of the day.
0: Before we continue, I have a brief message to share. Her Matters is supported by First Republic Bank. Now more than ever, First Republic's priority is serving their clients and communities. Their personalized banking solutions go deeper than a transaction. For over 30 years, First Republic has striven to leave a positive impact on the communities they serve. From presenting grants to nonprofits in need to going the extra mile to connect individuals experiencing hardship with fair loans, the bank is focused on doing the right thing. No matter what your financial goals are, your dedicated First Republic banker will be there to guide you every step of the way. Visit firstrepublic.com today to learn more. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I love what you're doing because one of the things that I really appreciate about this is that I've been aware, of course, Latinos and underserved or communities that have a lack of access, they tend to go to the payday lenders. They tend to access those services that are very high costs, but reason why it's easy to understand. They know what they're getting, even though they know they're going to pay the price. Of course, I don't think they un- really understand what will happen afterwards. But when you go to a bank, it's not like they have a menu of services that's easy to understand. So I think you're definitely bridging that gap where it's this is what's available to you. This is what's going to cost. They can compare. They can see the fees where it's more like a fast food menu, right? It's easy to see what you're getting and the cost because right now they with so many financial products. I mean, even way back in the early, I don't know, 1900s or 1950s, financial services were so much easier to understand than now. Right. Because now there's more options. So with more options, just like you go to the store and you want to get some chips and you all of a sudden they're like shells and shells of chips. And you're like, how am I supposed to choose? Well, I just came to the store for some chips. Right. And that's how I see like financial services where there's just so many different options, but it's hard to choose because you don't really understand what you're getting. And I appreciate that you're taking that on and just bridging that gap. Now, I wanted to talk to you about fears, reservations. I know you've pointed some out with Latinos that what kind of fears and reservations are you hearing about in Credit So, from Latinos when it comes to credit?
1: I'd say two things. First is trust. And that totally stems from how we grew up, where our parents grew up. Trust is a big, big issue. And it's a lack of trust that these products were built for me, that they're not going to take advantage of me, that it's not a scam. And and I totally get that. You know, that's listen, something like a payday loan that has a 200 percent annual interest rate. Those things, they can be predatory. There are lots of predatory financial products out there. And so part of what we try to do is say, okay, listen, we're not a big bank. We're not a predatory lender. In fact, none of these products are actually even ours. We're not making money off of you. Our site is entirely free for you to use. You can come on, access as much information, compare all day long as as much as you want. It's all totally free. Everything we make is if you say you just say this credit card is good for me, you decide to apply for it, then the bank will pay us. So that's how our model works. So you have perfect transparency to when we get paid and when we don't. And it is never something that you have to pay us for. The other thing is that we are a company that was totally built by the Hispanic community for the Hispanic community. I grew up in a Mexican-American family in Los Angeles. This is very much a family owned and operated company. Our engineers are all based in Tijuana. This is, you know, you can trust that we kind of have you in mind and you can see the faces and names of the people who built this uh, and that it's something for the community. So that trust issue is a big one. Then I think the second one is where do I start? And as you mentioned, when you have a menu of a thousand options on it, you don't even know where to begin. And Yeah, that's where credit cards are right now. How do you even decide which credit card that you want? Is it something somebody recommends you? Maybe something that your friend uses that they they like. Sure, but is that the best for you? You know, if you're commuting 200 miles a week because you drive between Encino and LA every day for work, and your friend walks to work, then maybe you're going to have pretty different spending patterns, and the credit card that's good for them isn't the right one for you. So. We try to simplify that as much as possible. So for people who don't know where to start, don't know what questions to ask or where to get the answers, we just handle that whole process. We do the homework for you. And we you know, come onto the site, ask you just a very few simple questions, and we point you to the right products, and it all can be done in about 30 seconds. Super, super simple. The other way that we're trying to solve that problem is that a lot of people we talk to, they have questions. And. They don't know if they're asking the right questions. They don't know where to get them answered. And so we're launching a product that will probably go live within the next couple of months or so. We're really excited about it. Basically, it's a form. It's a message board where you can come onto our website and any time of day, you can ask whatever question you want. And one of our financial expert moderators will answer that question for you or somebody else in the community who's a knowledgeable person in the uh, personal finance will answer that as well. We're working with trusted uh, names in the Hispanic community who have experience in personal finance, who have started and run big companies, who, you know, are people that you might even know from, you know, telenovelas or news segments, things like that. And they're all offering their advice as well. So basically just trying to be a place where people can find answers, can find answers easily and can do so from a trusted source.
0: That is beautiful. And I'm also curious because you, again, you're bridging that gap. What has been the response from financial institutions? Because obviously, as you're bridging that gap, that helps them. I mean, you're helping the community, but that helps them. So I'm just curious, what kind of response are you receiving from these financial institutions with what you're doing? Because it's a huge service.
1: Well, here's the funny thing is that it's not so much that they don't care about this community in some cases, that certainly happens, but you know, it's not the majority. Luckily, it's that they don't know how to do it, right? Like this is a this is a very different market than what they're used to. If you run a bank that's located out in the middle of I don't know Tennessee, like when's the last time you had Mexican food? Do you know anybody who speaks Spanish? Do you right. have you ever watched a the telenovela? No, no, no. And so, if that's the person who's trying to build a product to service my needs and my pain points and the things that are difficult about my life and my experience with money. It's just not going to be relevant and then what ends up happening is it's not a trustworthy source it's not a product that is useful to you it's not a product that you trust and the person who made it for you that you don't trust either so i get that and that's really the perspective that they are coming to this from so when we come to them and say hey We are a trusted source for information within this community. This is a consumer segment that you want to reach with your products. You want to service them. You want to be helpful to them because the more helpful you are to them with their products, the more they use your products and everybody wins, right? But they just don't know how to access them and we can help bridge that gap. So at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's useful for them because they get access to a portion of the market that they don't know how to access themselves and they want to service, but they just aren't really well equipped to. And on the other side of the coin with users, we can help bring them products that are better optimized to service their needs because we basically say, okay, we have X many thousand customers coming to our site every month and we get a lot of feedback from them and we have a lot of information on kind of how they act around these products let's fix this thing about your product. Everybody says that they hate the fact that there are overdraft fees on their checking account. Can we do something about that? And they go, okay, well, hey, you're sending us all these thousands of customers every month and they're all from this one specific segment. So maybe we launch a new product specifically for this segment that is optimized based on the user input that you have gathered from this community. And now all of a sudden we have a checking account product or a credit card or loan, whatever it is, that is much more responsive to the needs of our community. And on the flip side, the uh, bank themselves, they're much happier because now all these users want to actually use their products where they didn't before.
0: Right. And I'm also curious, because of course, you help our Latino community connect with the financial services that make sense with what you have on your website. And let's say they're connected, they open up, I don't know, a credit card or whatnot. Then what? Because if knowing that the financial institutions aren't equipped, or they may have customer service that speaks Spanish, do you offer on your site, like maybe they open the card, maybe they're having difficulties with whatever that case may be, maybe within the forum that you're going to have opening and what is there. I'm just wondering what happens next after, right? What happens once they open the credit card and maybe they have stumbled upon some issues, then what, how does Crediverso come into play?
1: It's a really good question and something we spend a lot of time thinking about. We're we're really attacking it from two different angles. The first is okay, we're working with these financial institutions who really they're you know, they're taking baby steps into this market. And so while we can help them in certain things, ultimately there are pieces where they're maybe not going to be as good yet. And so we have to hold their hand a little bit. And the way we do that is more of the transaction takes place on our site than normally would. So you know, you will be able to apply for a credit card without leaving our site. When you have questions about customer service, there are places on our site where you can ask those, whether it's the forum, we're going to be launching a phone service where you can kind of call and ask these questions about what's happening on our site, what's happening with your credit card on their site. Uh, So that's something that we're definitely working on launching down the road to make sure we have as many touch points as possible to help guide you through not only how to get to the products, but also how to interact with the products later. And then constantly we are putting out educational information on the best tips for using XYZ credit card or XYZ loan, whatever it is to make sure that we're with you all the way. And we don't just put you in front of a financial product and then let you go on your own to potentially get yourself into trouble. I think that's very, very important. The second way that we're addressing this is that you know the nice thing about being in 2021 here is that We are not the only ones who are attacking this problem, right? Like we are a a marketplace that shows you all the different products that are out there that are available. But there are some really cool other fintech companies who are building, they're building a credit card for Hispanics, or they're building a checking account for Hispanics. And we don't need to worry so much about handholding them as much because, you know, that's a team that is based in Mexico or that's based in, you know, Nevada or Southern California or Texas, and they know the pain points of the user. And so we can point our users towards those products and not worry so much that there are going to be problems with them down the road because we trust the people that we're handing them off to. We know the teams, we know the founder, we know the people who did it. So it's just a little bit easier. And I think as long as for the banks that are not as good at it, we can be there to walk our users through the process and handhold the banks a little bit. And then at the same time, we can have the startup companies who are a lot better at knowing this customer. Both of those is kind of how we're trying to attack it.
0: That is fantastic. Fantastic. Oh my goodness, Carlos. I love this. And I love that you all exist. I think those credit card companies back in the day, in the time where you opened up your credit card saying that you were above average and outstanding, they knew something about you. (laughs) Uh, They knew something about you that maybe you weren't aware of at that time, because here you are doing the work that you are doing. So thank you very much for the time that you took with us today. and appreciate the leadership that you have, the space that you hold for us in the Latino community. Thank you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, thank my team. Honestly, they're the ones who do a great job every day. Our engineers are down at Tijuana, our team who's in LA, who's in Miami, who's in Mexico, who's in New York. Uh, it's, we have a big company of a lot of people who are helping solve this problem. So please thank them. And also thank you for just being a platform where we can talk about this stuff and get this information out. I really appreciate it.
0: Espero que aprendiste mucho, pero mucho con Carlos. You can connect with him. You can learn more about Crediverso at crediverso.com. And of course, as always, that link is in the show notes. The reina of this week is Marieli. As she has achieved funding her travel goal 100 so let's celebrate, Marieli. Bien hecho! And I'm so excited for that well deserved vacation that you have coming up. Of course, today we focus on credit, and that is an area that I steer away from. Meaning, I will recommend you. I will not teach you anything about credit because I like to stay in my lane. I like to stay in the areas of finance that I love, that I'm good at, that I feel really, really confident in. And credit is not an area that lights me up, which is why I love that Crediverso exists. Now, one thing that I am for sure I can help you with is minimizing that overwhelm that you feel with your personal finances. And I have this free tool that you can grab that's called My Daily Dinero Ritual. It's free. You can grab it over at jenhemphill.com forward slash ritual. This tool, if you grab it, (laughs) will help you have more clarity, be more intentional, and increase your awareness so you can be more in control of your household finances. Next week, we will be meeting with Taylor Kosla, an attorney who defends us as consumers from being taken advantage. And let me tell you, I learned a ton about consumer law and the things that lawyers can do for you where it doesn't cost you those high attorney fees. So don't miss it. Bueno, pues, that is everything. I appreciate you being here. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 275. And remember, now we have started leaving a timestamp for the different really important aspects of the conversation. So you can reference that today's show notes and all the show notes. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Ciao!